Welcome to another edition of An Artifactual Journey. I'm your host, Philip J. Merrill. And I'm your co-host for today, Veronica Carr. I'm the digital media strategist and staff writer for the Ajax Company. And I'm also the editor and producer of this lovely podcast. So in essence, without Veronica A. Carr, we would not be able to share insightful historical information on an artifactual journey. Yeah, got it. We're approaching a difficult topic for us today because this is a little bit out of our lane. As the CEO and founder of Nanny Jack and Company, LLC, we are fortunate to have thousands of rare letters, photographs, books, 78 records, sheet music. KKK, Civil War, World War One, World War Two, Korean War, HBCU, Benevolent Society, you name it, and hopefully we got it. Many years ago, I had the opportunity to acquire a collection that I thought was extremely important and valuable. I'm not looking at it from a financial perspective, but yes, it's valuable that way. I was looking at it more from an educational research realm, and that is a rare collection from the Moorish Science Temple of America that was founded by Noble Drew Ali and is dealing with content roughly from 1928 through the 1950s. So we're looking at the Depression going into the Korean War era for people to want to put in a chronological kind of order. This collection contains rare letters on letterhead out of Chicago where Temple Number 1 was located, the home office at 3718 Prairie Avenue. We've got brochures, membership cards, telegrams. Holy Quran. And more importantly, one of my favorites is uh, uh, the Morris Science Temple of America, the Divine Constitution and Bylaws. And not only does it have a lovely image of Noble Drali, the founder, and their acts, in a Moorish American prayer, but at the bottom, you could put your location of your temple, and the one I'm holding in my hand was the Grand Major Temple at 762 West Baltimore Street, Baltimore, Maryland, 21201 is the zip code, and the Holy Spirit was led by Dr. R. German Bay PP. So, let's take it away. So, Philip, tell us what today is. Tell us what today, January 8, 2020 is. It's a snow day here in Pennsylvania and in parts of Maryland. So, you know, we played outside today. So (laughs) we had to do our traditional go outside and and create some festivities within the snow. But on a serious note, today is the Moorish Christmas. And I got to say my phrase, who knew? Who knew? Because I did not know. And Veronica, we know you didn't know, right? (laughs) Okay, so in my hand, I'm holding a 1931, yes, that's during the Depression, letter that was sent out by none other than Prophet Noble Drew Ali reincarnated. That would be Edward Mealy L. L. And of course, we'll get into him a little bit later. So let me just take a brief moment to read you this letter. Islam. This is from Prophet Noble Drew Ali reincarnated. Islam. This is our Moorish Christmas. This is the birthday of the Prophet Noble Drew Ali, who has reincarnated back in another form. Now, may the blessings of Allah be upon all that believe in I, the Prophet Noble Drali reincarnated, and all who abide by the laws that has been handed down from Allah to his holy Prophet Noble Drali for the redemption and salvation of mankind on earth. This is from your Prophet Noble Drali, who has reincarnated in another form. Merry Christmas. To all, the 8th of January, this is our 6th annual National Christmas. Peace, 
Prophet Noble Durali reincarnated. So, like Philip said, that letter was from their sixth annual National Moorish Christmas. And their first one was celebrated January 8th, 1926. It's a holiday celebrated amongst followers of the Moorish Science Temple of America. It was referred to as the Moorish Christmas by Prophet Noble Drew Ali to give his followers of a clear understanding of the importance of his reincarnation. He stated to his followers that if you're going to celebrate Christmas, why not make it my birthday? And his followers, as did he, believed that he was born on January 8th, 1886. What was his name before he's known as Prophet Noble Drew Ali? Well, before he becomes Prophet Noble Drew Ali and before he becomes Professor Noble Drew Ali in New Jersey, he's actually a man by the name of Timothy Drew, born circa 1886, Virginia. And he's actually a laborer coming out of Richmond, Virginia. According to a 2014 article in the Journal of Race, Ethnicity, and Religion, claims that Noble Drew Ali is actually a struggling agricultural and port laborer in Norfolk and Richmond, Virginia, who manages to constantly reinvent himself, first into the Prophet Drew, an Oriental scientist, and then finally into Noble Drew Ali, who he becomes known to his many thousands of followers. According to his actually 1918 World War I draft registration card, he lists Norfolk, Virginia as his home. And by then he's gone by the name of Thomas Drew, before it becomes ultimately the prophet Noble Drew Ali. And isn't it true that some of his learnings and activities are based off of Marcus Messiah Garvey and, and the UNIA? They are. The Moorish Science Temple movement was actually a combination so of Marcus Garvey's teachings and other various religions and ideas about class, race, and gender that combine into this very unique and very interesting religion that still thrives today, known as the Moorish Science Temple. And I'd like to add that we found in preparing for this podcast a website called eScholarship.org, and UC Riverside Electronic Thesis and Dissertation. In 2014, Stephanie Ann Wilms, W-I-L-M-S, was the author of a dissertation by the title of Noble Drew Ali and the Moorish Science Temple, A Study in Race, Gender, and African-American Religion, 1913 to 1930. Needless to say, it is chock-filled with wonderful, well-researched information that helps us to get a better understanding (laughs) of how significant this collection is that we are holding within an Annie Jack and Company archive. I'll have to say, before a couple of years ago, I was not aware of the Moorish Science Temple of America. I... For those who are more familiar with the Nation of Islam, this is ultimately what lays the groundwork for the Nation of Islam. So let me just tell you a little bit about what the Moorish Science Temple of America is. It was a national and religious organization, of course, founded by the aforementioned Noble Drew Ali. He based it on the premise that African Americans were actually Moorish people descended from northern Morocco. And in essence, they had to signify or declare their Moorish identity by having an identification card. And the identification card, like the one I'm holding that you'll actually see later, for a brother, Henderson Young Bay from the 1930s, reads, This is your nationality and identification card for the Moorish Science Temple of America and birthrights for the Moorish Americans that we honor of the Divine Prophet. How many of these have survived? (laughs) I can't imagine too many. I know that the uh, Schomburg has a collection from the Moorish Science Temple of America of letters and documents and photographs and so forth. And where's the Schomburg based? And the Schomburg is based in New York, the New York Public Library. And what's another site that has some information with regard to the Moorish Science Temple that we uncovered? If you go to WorldCat and type in Moorish Science Temple, you'll find that there is a published FBI report 
from the 1930s into the 1950s that dealt with the activities of the Moorish Science Temple. Boy, we've been under surveillance for quite some time, haven't we? We still are. Right, exactly. <laughs> Let's delve a little bit into their inner struggles uh, within their infrastructure. So within this collection, we're intrigued to deal with the reign of... Edward Mealy L., a 1933 telegram to a brother, J.H. Harold Bay, on 2208 McCullough Street in Baltimore, signs the telegram as Supreme Grand Sheik. I am very glad to hear of your whereabouts and what you were doing. Well, my dear brother, as to what you have heard, you haven't heard half of what is being said, but I regard them as bubbles from a soap gun. Isn't that quite a phrase? They soon bust and go to pieces. I still hold all honors the prophet left me with. I have the law of authority, in fact. I have all I need to keep me in the circle and in the presence of the Holy Father. So when looking to find me, always look within the circle. I admire your spirit. Keep the faith. Peace in Islam. Your brother E. Mealy L. Supreme Grand Sheik. Noble Drew Ali founder. So I know you're a little bit confused because we start talking about Noble Drew Ali as being the Supreme Grand Sheik and the ruler of this movement known as the Moorish Science Temple of America. And so where does E. Mealy L. come in? In 1929, a schism happens. The treasurer of the Moorish Science Temple, a man by the name of Claude Green Bay, actually leaves the movement after he's accused of um, mismanaging some funds. So whether he was or not, remains to be seen. But he decides to go off and form his own section on the Moorish Science Temple. And he's actually found stabbed to death in 1929, March 15th at the Unity Hall of the Moorish Science Temple on Indiana Avenue in Chicago. And so conveniently, Noble Drew Ali is out of town at the time, actually meeting with someone who had supported Claude Green Bay's attempted coup to take over as Supreme Grand Sheik. Okay, stop. Are we going to create a new podcast or do a documentary <laughs> trying right. to solve this mysterious... Black true crimes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> black. Historic black there true crimes. There you go, historic black true crimes. He's out of town. Who's with us? Who's rolling with us? <laughs> Sorry, sorry about that. Go ahead. So Noble Drawley's out of town at the time, and he comes back to Chicago, and the police automatically arrest him because they think he's somehow instigated this killing of Claude Green Bay, a former Moorish Science Temple supporter of uh, Noble Drawley. But no indictments really sworn for Drawley at the time, and eventually he's released from prison. And a few days after he gets out of prison, he dies at the age of 43. So... So, of course, there's a lot of suspicion, a lot of questions surrounding his death. His followers believe that other followers took him out. Some also believe that the police beat him in prison, and this led to his untimely death. So, let me get this straight. Who are we talking about that had an untimely death? Noble Drawley. But before, who are we talking about that Claude had a Claude Green Bay, who was a former follower of Noble Drawley, who so, was forced out of the movement. So, there's two mysterious deaths. deaths. And after the death of Prophet Noble Drawley, who's the next person in line for yes. the leadership. Well, Noble Drawley actually appoints a man by the name of Edward Meliel, who we read both the Moorish Christmas letter from and also the 1933 telegram. He's actually appointed to be the Supreme Grand Sheik. But John Givenzel, who was the chauffeur to Noble Drawley, actually claims that while he's working on Noble Drawley's car one day, he's hit with a vision and his vision tells him that he's Noble Drawley reincarnated. So back up. Who is Noble Drew Ali reincarnated? <laughs> well, that's the question. That's the historical mystery podcast we're about to start. However, another man by the name of Charles Kirkman Bay comes forward and he says he's Noble Drew Ali reincarnated. So suddenly you have three men who believe that they are this prophet, this founder of this movement reincarnated, who are supposed to lead this movement. Ultimately, though, the 
Unity Conference, which is the National Moorish Science Temple Conference, elects Emiliel as the Supreme Grand Sheikh. How significant is it that we are holding several original letters on Moorish Science Temple of America letterhead signed by By Emiliel during the Depression? Extremely, extremely significant. Especially where he's actually talking about the fact that he was appointed by the prophet to be the prophet reincarnated. So uh, let me move in a different direction with this. What happens to Emiliel and is there some more scandal or more difficult times? Emiliel is eventually elected Supreme Grand Sheik. Charles Kirkman Bay is elected as his like right hand man, but he's not really happy with that. So he decides to go off and start his own division. And the chauffeur, John Givenzel, goes off and starts his own section of the Moorish Science Temple. So there's splintering going on. There's splintering going on. You have three different factions that are still actually functioning today. What about the role of women? Is is the wife playing a role? Uh, Can you talk (laughs) about that? And that's where it also gets interesting, too, because after E. Melly L. um, is deceased, his wife actually has a lover that she decides she wants to appoint as a noble Drew Ali reincarnated. So she gives these Moorish Science Temple documents to this new man that she has suddenly decided is the prophet. So have those documents surfaced in in any way, shape, or form since that time period in the 30s? Not according to our research. The last time they were actually possessed in anyone's possession were from the wife's lover, who was actually rejected, ultimately, as the Supreme Grand Sheik. So... This really is an exciting artifactual journey that leads us to a true mystery. It is. There's so much involved in this. There's religion. There's scandal. And again, as the head of Nanny Jack and Company LLC over the last 30 years, I've been blessed to acquire, uh, have donated to our archives, or actually evaluate from the Antiques Roadshow on PBS as well as the Chesapeake collectibles on PBS that I worked with for many, many years. All kinds of -of one-of-a-kind collections and singular items. But I'm here to tell you, this Morse Science Temple of America content has absolutely blown my mind. It leads you off onto so many different research paths and journeys, dealing with the uh, symbolism, you're dealing with the connection to Freemasonry, you're dealing with photography obviously we talked about gender you're dealing with location and the location part leads me to historic old west baltimore where at 1006 north Cary street in baltimore for anyone who's interested in seeing the building there is a moorish science temple building that is sandtown known as sandtown winchester and that is the birth home of yours truly philip j merrill and the name of our company, my great-grandmother, Nanny Jack. Nanny Jack is the name of our company. As you all know, she was a pillar of strength for decades in Sandtown, Winchester, within a short walking distance of a couple blocks of where this... Morris Missionary Communication and Assistance Office, headquarters for the Prophet Noble Drew Ali in these last days and times. And again, this is at 1006 North Cary Street. You'll see this very beautifully interesting looking building for anyone who's curious about seeing a Moorish Science Temple office. So throughout Baltimore's history, you hear about different religious movements, benevolent societies, fraternal, sorority, secret, and the like. But one you rarely hear of 
his, the Morris Science, Science Temple. Temple of America. And there were locations throughout Baltimore throughout the decades. So this collection is critical to a better understanding of their impact and significance in Baltimore. And specifically, I'm talking about right now, Old West Baltimore, because last year I took a picture of the wonderful building that was aforementioned. And as fate would have it, a member of that location was working under the hood on his car, was very curious as to who, what, and why this brother in the suit was photographing the building. Got really excited after I told him who I was and what we do. He then put me on the phone with... The Prophet Noble Drawley reincarnated. Now, you can't get any better than that. I do understand that he legally changed his name to... The Prophet Noble Drawley. So... This artifactual journey is <laughs> raring and ready to go, and we're more than willing to take people on our journey that can help us uh, learn more and uncover the hidden truths of the Morris Science Temple of America, the Noble Drawley connection, and its importance. And for more information, we will put this podcast along with additional secondary information and scans of the artifacts onto oldwestbaltimore.com, the Philip J. Merrill Facebook page, but also Artifactual Journey with Philip J. Merrill. And there's a YouTube channel that this will also go on, Twitter at Artifactual J. And if you want to send an email, by all means you can. You can hit me up at philipjmerrill at gmail.com. Um, if you want to just leave some feedback, you have a question about the podcast. We're more than happy to include any questions, comments, feedbacks in our future episodes. And of course, the podcast is always available at Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. So, happy Moorish Christmas, January 8th, 2020, in the name of Noble Drew Ali. That concludes this episode of An Artifactual Journey. Thanks for listening.